Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. Hi, friends. I've just got a couple little things I want to share this week. A couple of things I want to talk about. I kind of felt like I deserved a lighter week this week after leaning in hard to imposter syndrome last week. Like, I deserve a little break, right? Good for me, though, going there. Uh, I've heard from you, a couple of you already, who felt like that episode resonated with them. So, you know, I love that. That's why I do it. So great to hear from you. Summer's starting in my house and we've got kids back home for a few months and that's weird. Uh, Not bad weird, different weird. It turns out it doesn't take that long to get used to new rhythms and energy in your house when the kids leave. And then like, just like that, those people that used to live here uh, show up. They come back and disrupt things. And kids do disrupt, though, don't they? It's kind of like their whole thing, their whole vibe, whatever the age. So my little disruptors are back, and I'm excited to have them here, but it's an adjustment. This is our first go-round with both kids being adults. Uh, That's going to force some growth all around, you know, because they are my kids, but they aren't kids. If you've been there, you know, and I've been reminding myself of my own advice here because I always am telling people, like when I think I'm being wise, like parenting is like riding the subway. Okay, you got to hang on, like not too tight. You got to kind of stay loose and be willing to change up where your feet are at when you're responding to like sharp corners or quick stops or accelerations, right? Like... Hold on loosely, I believe 38 Special said. And I'm working on it. But having that energy around has got me pretty distracted. So I'm keeping it light this episode. And first off, there's this thing I saw and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to speak it into the universe because I totally want someone to hear this and just have it hit with them and feel super passionate about running with this idea. Okay. There's this Australian clothing brand I like. It's D-I-S-S-H. I think it's Dish. I assume it's pronounced Dish, but I could be wrong because there is an extra S in it and it's Australian. So I don't know. Uh, I'm going to call them Dish. Dish offers what they call an encore ship at their corporate offices. Uh, one of the things I loved about this brand is they're women-owned and very women-centered And I believe something like an encore ship is how you truly empower women. The encore ship is what it sounds like. It is a three-month paid internship plus mentoring for women that have been out of the workforce for an extended period of time. Right? You see that? Like that is meaningful support for other women. Not a pink-tinged networking event, but actual tangible assistance to get someone back in the workforce. And I love it. Of it so much. If this were more of the norm, I believe women who have stepped back due to raising kids or caregiving in some different capacity or even from their own illness, 
I think more women could find more fulfilling entry points back into the workforce. Again, if this were the norm, these encore ships. From what I've seen, like I've seen women go back to work and I don't know, it seems like they sort of take what they can get instead of feeling into all that they have to offer. And then maybe they don't find employers who see all that they can contribute and value that appropriately. I've also seen women go back to the previous field they worked in because it's easier to get a job there and not because they love the work. That kind of bums me out. I am not a Pollyanna who thinks everyone will always love their job. I mean, I'm a realist. But part of why I love this encoreship idea is you could try out a different field and maybe find a love match. Who knows? Like maybe find you're really talented at something you were always interested in, but you didn't pursue. Like, I think that's amazing. Another part of why I love it is it's so concrete. And that's what I see as missing from a lot of empowerment efforts. I know I've said this before. So many women supporting women efforts can end up feeling like tote bag support. Just a way to check the box that you support other women. Just lip service. Instead, this is taking initiative to assist in meaningful ways. Things like connecting people. And I realized that I was just going to say like picking up the phone and connecting people. But that made me sound ancient. That is not how we connect anymore. Ooh, talk about out of the workforce. But you get it. And you know that meaningful empowerment is one of my soapboxes. Okay, I'm pretty passionate about that. That's that on that, as they say. I'll move on to my next thing. There's this trend on TikTok where you kind of like claim the summer you're going to have and what that means in practice, like what it means if you claim that, you know, it's hot girl summer. And then you take that aesthetic on for the season. Uh, Besides hot girl summer, which I just mentioned, there's like feral girl summer and coastal grandma summer. And like you guys are familiar with this, right? Like I'm not the only one out here on TikTok, that side of TikTok. It totally amuses me to see what people will say goes along with what trend. For instance, hot girl summer. Uh, That phrase is from Megan Thee Stallion. And it's all about being confident, having fun, and not giving a shit about what other people say. That sounds good, right? That's hot girl summer. Uh, I looked up feral girl summer, which apparently means raging to house music until 6 a.m., living on vodka sodas all summer, waking up at 2 p.m. to grab a McDonald's breakfast. Like, you just aren't caring. That's feral girl summer. Feral girl summer certainly seems like the younger crowd. I've also seen sad girl summer, ho girl summer. Both of those seemed uh, self-explanatory. I am entranced with cigarette grandma summer. That one is where you sit in a cheap plastic lawn chair placed in a creek all day. And you're wearing either an oversized t-shirt or a disturbingly small bikini. I've seen it played both ways. And as you sit in your lawn chair, you drink your screwdriver or your whiskey like all day and just observe people, see what's going on around you and say whatever the hell you want to say to other people. I totally love that. I personally had my own cigarette grandma 
she wouldn't have been caught dead sitting on a lawn chair in a creek or in a bathing suit. But she did love to drink vodka out of her coffee cup all day after she did her hair and her makeup every goddamn morning, mostly just to drive to the grocery store or the liquor store. So, you know, not that different from the cigarette grandma people are talking about online. An observation I will make, grandmas are kind of different today, though. Okay, let's be real about that. I have several friends that are grandmas, and I'm thinking we're on the cusp of a hot grandma summer being a thing because these women look good. They are not wearing bedazzled sweatshirts and smoking Pall Malls, okay? They aren't like soft grandmas that wear like elastic waist pants and do crosswords, like have those crossword books. And I think soft grandmas like bake a lot, have a lot of Christian quotes hanging on their walls. That's what I think. Now, what I see proliferating are like the yoga grandmas, the tennis grandmas, the stylish grandmas. It's crazy. It's changing pretty fast and it's pretty fantastic. But I hope there's always some version of cigarette grandma out there, though. They are their own kind of awesome. Big fan. The common thread in all these various summer seasons, like hot girl, the common thread thing seems to be the concept that you don't give a shit about what anyone thinks about you and you just live your life, right? You just spend your summer vibing. And I'd like to nominate that to be extended to like a year round thing. But sure, like, you know, go off, King, and start that with your summer. Wear the shit out of that bathing suit in public. I'm super tempted to get one of those bathing suits from the Good American Body Glove collab myself. Have you seen those? Oh, my sweet 80s baby heart. Like, so cute. So cute. But it's not going to look like it did on me when I was 16. But if it's for you, like, you know, park your lawn chair in the creek all day, read your romance books proudly, do you 100% and see if that all doesn't feel good enough to just keep doing that into the fall and winter. And you know I love the idea of theming the seasons like this and living up to that, you know, that aesthetic. It's giving novelty. It's giving spice to your life. Like, I love it. And, you know, it reminds me that I started doing these monthly rules this spring to help create the vibe I want for the month. Uh, If you're into that idea of theming your months or or giving some like oddly specific goals for your month, I'd recommend it. It's been really good for me. It does definitely add a little spice. And I started doing it because goal setting can feel so huge, right? When you're like, here's my goals. I'm going to create more beauty in my life and I'm going to put together self-care routines uh, and I'm going to only have clothes in my closet that I absolutely love. Those are such amazing goals. But they are pretty overwhelming to contemplate, like where to start for this. So I came up with these little rules that were like sub goals, kind of. So examples. Um, One of my April rules was to buy tulips. And I ended up buying tulips twice that month because it was a specific goal. And I could look easily every morning at my monthly rules when I was planning my day and just incorporate that. Or when I saw tulips, just think, oh, yeah, I was going to buy tulips. Uh, Another example, March, uh, I had me buy myself a gift for no reason. 
and also get a tarot card reading. Both of those are fun little activities that are just about me, you know, a little zhuzh. Because they were intentional, they felt a lot more meaningful. Another one of my March rules, which is kind of different, I was to clean or organize something every day and track it on my little list, what it was, what I did. And I did that. I think I hit like 28 days out of the month. At the end of the month, I could completely tell the difference of just decluttering, things moving along, me realizing things I needed to add in. It was great. And honestly, today in this episode, I didn't intend to get into my rules, but here I am. Uh, (laughs) This approach gamifies things for me, and that works uh, with my little unique brain, okay? So I guess I thought I would share that. A few like quick fire recommendations. If you're into the Smart List podcast, which I've talked about before, that's the one with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Their podcasts where they interview famous people. Well, now they have a docuseries on Max or HBO or HBO Max, if you're old school. And the docuseries is about their live tour. They took Smart List on the road. And I'm guessing it was in 2021 because a lot of people have masks on in the docuseries. But it's pretty funny. You know, if you like to just listen to pretty funny guys rip each other, uh, that's kind of what this is. I was telling my husband about it and I likened it to the YouTubers my kids were into a couple years ago. And those were the guys that would watch stupid TV shows or silly movies together and then did reaction videos where they just riffed. Like, same kind of vibe. It's a light watch if you're just looking to be amused and you like sarcasm. To be honest, it did make me kind of miss having friends who didn't mind my unfettered sarcasm. And I'm going to be real, real honest here. My friends probably likely did always mind it because my sarcasm could be fairly vicious. But they would laugh. They would pay me in laughs. So... I enjoyed it. You know, I grew up and I dialed down my sarcasm, which needed to happen. But clearly sarcasm still hits my funny bone. Related to that and prompted by my youngest kid, we are watching Arrested Development again. And I was thinking about how sitcoms can hit so good in the summer, right? Perfect summer fair. We'll probably watch Abbott Elementary again. And we usually do a run through of Community every summer. Whatever your favorite sitcom is, I recommend queuing that up. You know, just enjoy something light after you made it through all of your zombie stuff and rich people being awful to each other stuff that you enjoyed in the winter. And even like if you're a Ted Lasso head, like that is not a light and breezy show. So like reward yourself with just some silliness. If you're like me and you like silliness and you have Paramount Plus, For whatever reason, Uh, we don't need to talk about why I have it, but it is because they have Perry Mason. They also have all the seasons of Love Boat, and I'm working my way through those. Just kind of gentle, late 70s, early 80s humor. Some of it has not aged well, pretty offensive, but it's fine. I mean, it's not that bad, really. That's some of my watch recommendations. I've got some book recommendations coming in my newsletter that I finally put together that will go out next week. If you aren't on my newsletter list, please sign up on my website. It feels kind of like we're just settling into that summer vibe, right? 
That's good. That's my potpourri episode for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for letting me get that stuff off my chest. If you are into that encore ship, please take that next step and make that happen. I freaking love that idea. I'm Elizabeth Holmes, your host, and this is The Radiant Badass, and I hope to see you next week. Bye.